Good morning, my brothers and sisters, my friends, all the people who have decided to come together and worship. My name is Mary Jo. I'm one of the pastoral team, along with Bob and, and Jennifer Casey, who is our preacher this morning. We do greet you and welcome you and give thanks for your willingness to join together. As usual, when you gather two or three and need to remember that Jesus is with you, we have some ministry that we're doing in the name of Jesus. We'd like to remind you that the United Methodist women are, have pivoted and are going to do their cookie care ministry that they usually do with Broad Street with the gathering together of manufactured packaged cookies and they're looking for those um, and they'd, they'd love to have you help them with them. They're, uh, we're collecting them through the December 4th so you'll want to bring your donation to the cause and make sure that the feast table of the Lord has a little sweetness to it. Our new home project is underway. In fact, today is the final concluding collection day, but it is one of the most beautiful ministries I've ever heard of where you all find out about a person and provide basic home care needs. Um, Terrence has a job in Upper Sandusky, and, and can I get an amen on that, to have a job? This is awesome, and so you know that we are collecting for him. We have been working very hard to make sure that even though we live in the current reality of a pandemic, um, it will not define us, we will define it. And so we lift to you a fun piece of news that from now until December 14th, we're going to ask you to offer a Christmas New Year's greeting by vid hug, which was new to me. And we're going to be showing that the premiere will be Christmas Eve as we live stream Christmas Eve from this house to your house. I hope you'll take a few minutes to get online and read all the announcements because it is one of the best ways of knowing how Jesus is alive and well living in and through Stony Brook Church. Friends, let us now turn our attention to the required work of keeping the Sabbath holy, of celebrating the Lord's Day as our bell choir guides us into a moment of refocus and meditation.
and amen. Great is the Lord. Let us join together in a prayer that continues to encourage us forward into this day. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. find myself in some ways grateful, but in other ways a little sad for considering that this is our last Sunday of the seasons after Pentecost, the last Sunday of wearing green as we turn our face towards Advent. I am city born and raised, there's just no doubt about it, and the first time I lived in a community where fall and harvest came together, literally, they taught me about Thanksgiving. At first, it drove me nuts to roll up on the back end of a grain wagon that was being towed because they always tow slower than I want to travel. 
Finally, God said, would you slow down? Would you pray for the farmer that's in the tractor in front of you? Would you remember that you will feast at a table as a result of the work of those hands? Will you slow down and pray a prayer of gratitude? Friends, the year I moved from that community, fall came as it always does, and I kept saying, there's something wrong here. There's something, oh, grain wagons, and slowing down, and giving thanks instead of hurrying along. I paint this picture for you, for it's easy to forget that we must work together and thanksgiving is an opportunity no matter what is happening, no matter the inconvenience or the hard work to remember. So let us pray a prayer of thanksgiving as we come together as sheep of God's pasture. Most gracious God, you crown the year with your goodness. We praise you that you are, that you have ever fulfilled your promise that while earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. We bless you for the order and constancy of nature, for the beauty of the earth and sky and sea, and for the providence that year by year supplies our needs. We thank you for your blessing on the work of those who plow the soil and sow the seed and have now gathered the fruits of the earth. And with your thanksgiving and with our thanksgiving for these blessings, accept our praise, O God, for the eternal riches of your grace in Jesus Christ our Lord, who meets our doubts and our fears and our passionate desire to be faithful disciples by teaching this prayer to our minds and our hearts. With our voices, we are one. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. and the sunshine. 
gifts are sent from heaven above. Thank you, musicians, for that gift of music that you have given to us today. Will you hear now these words of scripture from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, found in the 25th chapter of Matthew, verses 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you just as you did it to one of the least of, the mem of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in a spirit of prayer? Oh God, all good gifts do indeed come from heaven above, including these magical words of scripture that have been preserved for us over the years. Open our hearts and our minds so that we may hear you clearly speaking to us today. Amen. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, for the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. Poetry. It has the ability to confuse and evoke and bring to life feelings and emotions which are otherwise hard to express. Sometimes rhythmic, sometimes irregular, poetry can tap into places in our hearts differently than other forms of communication. Poetry strings together words which may or may not have a clear meaning. Some, quite frankly, find it confusing and struggle to make sense of its nature of ambiguity, while others find poetry to be an especially meaningful way of communicating. Nuances and shades contained within poetry invite us to ponder a meaning that goes beyond the concrete. Poetry often invites us to feel rather than to analyze the words, and this can be difficult when the logical parts of our brains just want some clarity and direction. In today's scripture, we find ourselves sitting alongside the disciples as we listen to Jesus share his final instructions before his betrayal, his beating, and his death. The teachings that he's been sharing throughout our exploration of Matthew have not been easy. And today's lesson is no exception. His words are both confusing and crystal clear. God will offer the final judgment. And these are the metrics by which you will be judged. Did you care for and love one another, especially those on the fringes? For these are the things that are important to the kingdom of heaven. Now, we've been exploring Matthew's gospel throughout the summer and into this fall, where Jesus' instructions have pointed to the kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of heaven that is an alternate way of life just waiting for those of us who are ready. And it's Jesus who tells us things like, the kingdom of heaven is good seed, it's mustard seed, it's yeast, 
It's treasure hidden in a field. It's pearls. It's a net thrown in a sea. The kingdom of heaven is a lost sheep found. It's a king settling accounts, a landowner hiring laborers. The kingdom of heaven is a king hosting a wedding banquet and its bridesmaids with lamps. Now, I'm not sure what you might be thinking right now, but I'm thinking it might be pretty important to Jesus that we wake up to seeing the kingdom of heaven. I who have died am alive again today. And this is the son's birthday. This is the birthday of life and of love and of wings and of the gay great happening illimitably earth. Poet E.E. E. Cummings has a strange and quirky poetic style. He uses a most unusual syntax method and employs an odd arrangement of words. This curious expression invites us into a new way of seeing. It unlocks a fresh perspective and it moves our hearts in a new direction. His poem, I Thank You God, is one of my favorites. I reference it regularly as it's one of those pieces of art which continues to reveal new things, no matter how many times I read it. And it is the poem you will hear woven throughout today's sermon. Jesus was a master at rhetoric. His use of language and images, illustrations and stories opened hearts into a new way of seeing. And Jesus was not all talk. His actions and his relationships told a strong story as well. The company he spent time with sent a strong and bold message to the status quo. His presence among those on the fringes challenged those who are, were more concerned with keeping a false sense of peace rather than allowing for peaceful disruption to occur in the name of justice. The kingdom of heaven, it's unlike any earthly kingdom. For in the kingdom of heaven, you will find humans caring for one another in profound and paradigm-shifting ways. Caring for one another involves caring for our souls as well as caring for our basic human needs. Things like food and shelter and love. For Jesus and the Jewish community, care always had an element of justice. It's about feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the imprisoned, and it's about examining the ways society has been structured, which leads to harm and poverty and oppression. Jesus, after all, wasn't killed because he loved God. Jesus was killed because he challenged and threatened the very power structures of his time. There are very serious consequences to following the teachings of Jesus. Many of us can very easily get on board with feeding and clothing and caring for one another. It's something that our American churches do really well. It's the critical examination of structures which generally trip many of us up. Because it's painful work to take a critical look at a system from which 
I may benefit. It's uncomfortable, it's unsettling, and it is disorienting to begin to realize that systems in which I benefit may actually be harmful for others. This has been the crux of the Be the Bridge study that 14 small groups have engaged in this fall at Stony Brook. We've been working through this study designed by author Latasha Morrison. Her study offers a biblical process by which we have been confronting the sins of racism in our country, in our community, in our church, and in our hearts. In every single chapter, Morrison shares stories from the history of the African-American people. And to say that it has been painful would be an understatement. Together, we've had our eyes open to the history which was not taught in our public school systems. The first night with my study group, I shared with them that it took me going to seminary to begin, a to begin to learn a version of American history that had not been whitewashed. It hurt. It hurt as I began the process of the realities of, began to confront the process of real the realities of racism in much deeper ways than I had been up until that point. I listened as students of color shared their reality. I got defensive as the students explained how they continued to be minimized and dismissed by white people. I cried when I learned some of the atrocities of our country. I felt guilty and ashamed and overly sensitive. And then in time, I got over myself because it wasn't and it isn't about me and my discomfort. It was and it is about entire people groups who have been marginalized and persecuted for centuries. Today's lesson from Jesus is his final teaching before moving into the passion story. Now we know that all of Jesus' teachings and instructions are important. We know he's a master at rhetoric, the greatest of all preachers. And it's with this knowledge that we can surmise his final words are going to be extra important. A final wrap-up, if you will. And so he tells his disciples, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Can you hear Jesus? Do you hear the beautiful, poetic, rhythmic words of his voice telling us the kingdom of heaven is recognizable when we see Christ in others? Listen to the cadence of his voice revealing for us that Christ is revealed in all of humanity. Can you see him there in the most unlikely of places? 
It's amazingly, profoundly disorienting. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any, lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being, doubt unimaginable, you. The feedback from the Be the Bridge study is like none I have ever received before. Every person I have spoken with has expressed virtually the same thing. This study is hard. Concepts of lament, confession, forgiveness, repentance, and reconciliation are extremely difficult. Put that in the context of racial reconciliation, which has been politicized in the most painful of ways, and it's even that much more complicated. But rather than minimizing or discounting the study material, I've heard a sincere wrestling happening within the hearts of Stony Brookers. What does it mean to examine American history? What does it mean to examine the history of the church? What does it mean to examine the history of our families? What does it mean and how do we examine what's happening in our own hearts? It's overwhelming, bewildering, and disoriented to confront one's own racial biases and assumptions. And yet, every single person has asked me, what's next? Where are we going from here? In other words, God isn't done working with us yet. We want to be a part of seeing the kingdom of heaven fully realized. We aren't satisfied with the status quo. We're ready for more. Stony Brook's heart for justice can you hear it? It's beginning to beat a little louder. The church's desire to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, care for the sick, and visit the imprisoned is moving deeper into the soft recesses of God's heart. And this is what makes being a disciple oh so scary and oh so exhilarating. As we move deeper into the tender places of God's heart, the, humpy, the thumping of others' reality cannot be ignored. And this is what calls us into action. Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. I don't know what's next for Stony Brook, only God knows. I do know, with God's guidance, we will figure it out together. We're tapping into experts and resources within Stony Brook and the West Ohio Conference. And part of the beauty of being in a church community is that we have the collective wisdom of all of us to draw upon. It's not up to any one individual to figure everything out. And for this, we give thanks. We give thanks for the God who has created us, every single person, 
to be a reflection of love in this world. We give thanks for the, God, for the ways God transforms our hearts over and over and over again. We give thanks for a God whose heart has been revealed to us through Christ Jesus. We give thanks for Christ Jesus whose heart for justice was revealed in his very actions all the way to his death. Are you ready for kingdom life? A strange, quirky, odd, alternate way of living? Are you ready to live in a just world where all people are created with dignity and respect as God's beloved? Are you ready for God's poetic heart to be unleashed within yours? I certainly hope so because the most beautiful of worlds waits for us who are ready. And for this, we give thanks. Amen. would characterize Stony Brook is that this is a community who is abundantly generous and it comes from a place of gratitude for the ways that God is alive and active in your lives. This Thanksgiving season, as has been the tradition with Stony Brook, our Thanksgiving offering will go to Gahanna residents in need, Grin, as you are familiar with. Uh, we have, um, are aware that food insecurity is growing as the, as the pandemic continues on. 
It's the highest it's been in decades. And so you are invited to give this Thanksgiving season uh, so that we can help support our ministry partners at Grin. You can do that um, by mailing in your offering. You should have received an, a letter from Pastor Mary Jo this past week. Or as always, you can go online and um, uh, give your financial gift through our website, stonybrook.church give. I send you with these words of benediction that are familiar to many of us. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Go in peace, friends. Amen.